And good morning and welcome to VSA Capital Public Money Minor on Thursday, April the 20th. Uh, it was a beautiful sunny morning this morning, although a little bit cold. The winds turned from the east. Morning, Paul. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. Plenty of news out there getting released in the mining sector, particularly London stocks. Yeah, there's quite a lot of news. Uh, I apologise. I've been rather busy recently. I'm sorry, I still am busy, so I've been able to always catch you in the morning. Uh, this morning, though, probably the, the lead ice. I don't really need to go into the details of it, but uh, Rio Tinto had the Q1 production. And the really big thing that's come out of it is that their copper production is going to be down uh, in 24-25 on what they had expected uh, because of issues at the mine and within country, not because of uh, issues particularly related to Rio. I mean, but of course, that's going to get the copper bulls very excited because we all know there's crunch time coming up in about 25 26 when there just isn't going to be enough copper to go around so um that is why everybody's saying the copper price is about to go for a big run trouble is prices tend to go for a run when the actual crunch point gets hit not in anticipation of it um but that's probably the the main headline news that i picked up and then of course paul you're going to have to talk through last night we had uh, Q1 results um, from, or production, yeah, quarterly production results from our favourite silver company, Guanajuato Silver, and we love Guanajuato Silver. Uh, Paul, just talk us through those ones. Yes, it's another record quarter of silver equivalent production out uh, from Guanajuato, 938,000 silver equivalent ounces, of which 459,000 were silver itself. Uh, that's 100,000 more than last quarter, uh, 100,000 ounces more than last quarter. And uh, they also talked about they've got uh, uh, their guidance is going to stay the same from what they had predicted, 4.6 to 4.8 million ounces silver equivalent. Already talking about productivity improvements on the mine uh, at the Topia, which is recently reopened uh, in things like tunneling and tails handling. And they, during this past quarter, they have begun the sales of uh, retail sales of bullion to uh, customers and investors with 10 ounce silver bars made available just last week. Yeah, you're paying, I think, is it something like $30 an ounce for your 10 ounce silver bar? I think so. It's quite a good way of getting a high price of silver, isn't it, Paul? Yes, it is. And you have to be fairly bullish in the long term or want to hold this, these kind of of um, physical silver in the long term in order to get a good return on it <laughs> or, or just enjoy holding one maybe anyway there we go right moving on uh what else do you want to Paul? oh really we have to mention dual listed uh, neo metals here has signed uh, a uh, uh, formal offtake deal for its barambi iron tie vanadium project in west australia the chinese firm Xing titanium materials and it does cause a change in the production and the uh, uh, plant configuration for the Barambia project uh, to be a simpler one where it will produce DSO concentrates of iron vanadium and then also titanium concentrates and primarily just by um, uh, gravity separation. So it doesn't have to be quite as pure as what they had originally been uh, configuring. They'll put out a revised PFS then uh, for this operation uh, in uh, th this coming May. Uh, the offtake is a five-year term with a minimum one million tons of the DSO 
uh, iron and 800,000 tons per annum in ilmenite concentrates. So it's definitely something simpler and ought to be more manageable on a funding basis for neometals over the next two years because they're trying to get uh, both this project and the vanadium slag project in Finland uh, uh, toward the uh, development final decision and funding. Is it? I, I'm, I, I should probably know the answer to this, but I call it ferrovanadium. But is it easier to take ferrovanadium and turn it into a vanadium pentoxide and then turn it into an electrolyte? I thought ferrovanadium tended to go into the steel industry. Ferrovanadium does go into the steel industry. That's correct. So, I mean, you could uh, do it the other way, but it's a lot more expensive. But that's the point, isn't it? And of course, they call themselves a battery materials. I mean, actually, it's not. It's a steel materials company business, really, isn't it? Well, this this one uh, is what they're steering toward here on this particular operation, but the, the uh, finished one is definitely for the battery sector. I mean, the interesting thing is I've been having a lot of debates with this, this is slight red herring, but actually, you know, there's, there's loads of vanadium around the place um, and people can produce it for virtually nothing. Being a vanadium miner is not a good place to be. The bit that actually you want to be and that actually basically virtually no one has got except perhaps one company in China is a very good vanadium electrolyte manufacturer. Now you could say it's more of a chemicals business and it is more of a chemicals business, but if if a van anybody interested in vanadium, forget the mining part of it, you're not gonna make money out of that to be honest, it's, it's anybody can do that. Making good vanadium electrolyte, not many people can do that. That's where the money is in my view. Uh, and that's what we like, money. Uh, all right, carry on Paul, what else? Yeah, I have to really mention this Greatland Gold release too. Didn't get, hasn't gotten much attention. Uh, but uh, this uh, release of this uh, uh, essentially Hail Mary drill hole that they've uh, put out on their uh, Rudol project, uh, Ramsey's target, uh, about 20 kilometers south of the Havire Joint Venture there in West Australia. It has come up with a home run here in what I would call it, 18 meters of 22 grams gold uh, way down the hole. Uh, uh, beyond 900 meters in depth. In fact, it's at the limit of the drilling rig such that they had to stop the hole in, in mineralization. So that hole was partly funded by exploration grant by West Australia, but it, it is a really a significant uh, discovery in my view. And if they manage to make an ore body or, or, or deposit out of it, it's about the same uh, 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 haulage distance as uh, Haveron is to um, the uh, Telfer facility. So uh, this one would probably uh, end up getting milled at Telfer as well. That's pretty deep. Though. That's nearly a kilometer under the ground. I mean, whoa, that's quite a mining operation. Your cost well, that's quite a find for a single hole as well. Uh, to hit it on the first go, uh, that's great, great news. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. But you, presumably, your cost of uh, your cash cost goes up quite a lot when you're mining that deep. Well, you're at, at what you're actually after is something really big, like the uh, uh, Haveron project itself, that could be bulk uh, underground mined. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I just uh, mention real quickly that we had uh, a. Uh, uh, fundraise for Manita Gold of $20 million that came in primarily from high net worth investors here that's been announced, 20 million Canadian. It was priced uh, for 4 million was placed at a $1.06 and 16 million was uh, placed at $1.50. So they got a little bit of a premium out of that. 
And it, the whole point of that, the fundraise, is it cashes up Manita to finish all the drilling that they uh, otherwise need in order to take them into the PFS stage on their 12 million ounce deposit. Nice to see people still putting up money for gold. We like gold, we like silver, I like tin um, as well. There you go. Just thought I'd say that. Very good, Paul. <laughs> we'll uh, speak again tomorrow, probably. Thanks. See you then.